my Lord giveth. He's my Lord. There is no other one who can calm the storms of life like my
little bit of a ring, Brother Terrence. I don't know if it's the monitors or the mains. Can't you see why I'm so happy? <laughs> oh, can't you see why I'm so happy? Oh, I've accepted the word of the Lord. Oh, the relaxation lord will give them that and uh earlier this evening brother will had texted us that they were taking his daughter emerson to urgent care um broke out real bad with hives and a rash um and we said we would mention that and then just right as we were getting ready to start the service he said as they were uh, prescribing her medicine she stopped itching and the red and the swelling on most of the places had already cleared up so very thankful for that amen God is so good to us. Amen. Let's hold Brother Isaac up as he'll be ministering this evening. That the Lord will speak through him, give us what we have need of. And we know that God will. He always does it for us here. And be in prayer for the, the banquet and the meetings coming up next weekend. That the Lord will just have his way. And we'll be able to be a, a light to some of the young people coming in. And draw everyone a little closer to Jesus. Amen. Do you have any un unspoken prayer requests this evening? Brother Chris, if you don't mind coming up this evening. Do you love him? Amen. I sure appreciate him. I sure appreciate our pastor. appreciate Brother Isaac as well. The Lord bless them. Let's all bow our heads with you. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for bringing us into church one more time this evening, Lord. 
God, a midweek service, Lord, how important it is to us, Lord. Sometimes our tanks get drained, drained low, Lord. But, God, we can come to this place of haven of a rest, God. And, God, we can just fill our souls with your word. We could fill our souls with your spirit, God. We could, God, just fill our souls with fellowship, Lord. And, God, we do thank you for the fellowship that we have here, God. God, we just hold one another up, Lord. We love one another, Lord. And it reminds me of that scripture, Lord, as the oil ran down Aaron's beard down to the hem of his garment, Lord. And that's what fellowship does, too. God, it just anoints us, Lord, to be able to, God, just to, we have to be anointed to be able to end into your presence, God. And, Lord, we thank you for this service, Lord. God, you see the hands that was raised, Lord. You know every need, Lord. God, you know what's on the hearts of every believer here, God. You know what's on the hearts of every believer that's streaming, God, and their needs, their questions, their directions that they need, God. And, Lord, you know how to minister to them in a special way. God, you know where they are. You know what they have need of, Lord. And, God, you've given us a vessel, Lord. You've given us a gift here, God, that you can work through, that you can, that the saints can have, God, to be able to have an access to you, Lord. And, God, if we should need something from you, Lord, God, that we could, we could talk to you in prayer. We could, we could confess our needs, Lord. And, and, God, you would come and speak through that avenue, God, and you would speak to our hearts that maybe only that person in you only know about, God. That's what makes it so personal, Lord. And, God, would you just come and be that God to us, Lord this evening, Lord. May you be that friend to us this evening, Lord. May you be what we have at this current moment to us, Lord. We ask you to help Brother Isaac, Lord, just to find your mind, to yield himself to you, God. God, just be a yielded vessel unto you, God. And Lord, we, we look to hear from you. And we give you thanks for these things in advance, God. We give you thanks for being with the saints through the week, Lord, just protecting them, Lord. And and God is supplying that which they have need of. God, we ask you to strengthen us, Lord, as we are out in the world, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to have that oil in our lamps, Lord. Have it trimmed, God, that we could shine in the, in, in the darkness, Lord. We could be a light to somebody. God, somebody would see something in our lives. Maybe we don't even know. But God, may they see you in something that we do that would influence them, that would plant a seed in their hearts, God, that would draw them near to you. Maybe that's at the time, Lord, when you start dealing with them, God, because they saw a life that was lived. God, I ask you to give us the strength to be able to be that that testimony, to be that word to them, to be that that avenue, God, to, to you. God, we ask you to strengthen us during the week, Lord. And ask you to have your way this evening, Lord. Have your way in the, in the worship, song, service, God. Lord, we just lift up our hearts to you, Lord. We open up our hearts to you. We pour out our hearts to you. And God, it would come up before you, Lord. And God, it would mean so much to you, Lord. As sweet smelling savors, your word would tell us, Lord. And, and God, we just come to worship you. We thank you for being able to worship you in spirit. We thank you for to be able to worship you in truth, God. We just thank you for that privilege, God, that you've opened up truth to us, God, that you brought truth to us, God, that you planted something in us that can respond to it, Lord. And, and God, truly, your word is spirit and life to us, God. Without you, without your word, where would we be? What hope would we have? God, we just thank you so much. I ask you to have your way this evening, Lord, in every perfect way, God. Be with Brother Daniel, Lord, our pastor, God, as he would be away with his family, Lord, in vacation, God. May you strengthen him, Lord. God, you only know what he deals with. You only know the burden that he bears. You only know the, the, the load that it is upon him, God. And, Lord, may you help him and strengthen him. And, and God, encourage him, God, the only way that you know how. Many of us have been down. Many of us have been downtrodden, Lord. Many of us have been weak. And God, we don't know what took place, but we know something took place that we were strengthened by something or somebody. And God, may you strengthen him in the same way. Strengthen his family, Lord. God, just give him that much more fire in his bosom, Lord, to be able to, God, to carry this gospel that you've given him, Lord, to carry it for your people. 
ask you to bless him. Bless Brother Isaac, Lord. God, you know what he goes through when he ministers, Lord. I know that there's, there's a fight afterwards. There's a fight before. And God, you've given him strength to stand up behind this pulpit. Deliver your word one more time, Lord. May you reward him greatly. May you reward both of them greatly for their service and their self-sacrifice for your people and their dedication to you, God. I ask you to have your way this evening. We ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Always so good to be in church. Thankful, thankful for the pull to want to come to church. Because I remember before when I didn't care whether I came or not, and I'm so thankful for the desire to come to church. Amen. I want to give the Lord praise one more time for touching me in my body, the, the lactose and dairy thing I dealt with for, for quite a while. I put it to the test this week, and all is well. Amen. I knew, I knew I was good, but I hadn't really put it to the test this week, but that ice cream got it this week. <laughs> it's so hot out, you want to have ice cream, don't you? <laughs> Amen. Let's sing this song, Thank God I Am Free, as the brothers come receive the offering at this time. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Oh, been washed in the blood of been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out, show me the way. For a long time I traveled down a long, lonely so heavy sin I sank low then I heard about Jesus oh what a wonderful hour I'm so glad that I found out he could bring me out in his saving power oh thank God I am
Will I do? Will the angels beckon me 
truth. Amen. We will stand. You're my brother. You're my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will work until he comes. There's no foe that can defeat us. Side by side, as long as there is love, we will stand. You're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work until he comes. There's no foe can defeat us. We will walk side by side.
are happy to be in the house of the Lord. Are you happy? Amen. So we will go to the Bible. Uh, Isaiah 41. But before we approach the word, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything you're doing for us, O oh God. In this time, we need you more than ever. May you come down and comfort us and give us what we need, O oh God. Because there is no one like you, O oh Father. Take care of everything, Father. As your word is coming out, may you heal the sick. May you provide for those who lack, O oh God. May your spirit continue to move around us, O oh God. We thank you because we know that you are here already. We thank you for everything. Now bless the world and give us whatever it contains, O oh God, for your own glory. Use us for your own glory. Remove us from the way so that you can talk to us, O oh God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Isaiah 41. Um, Verse 9. The Bible says this. As we are reading, you put your name in there. Thou whom I have taken from the end of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou none, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, don't have anxiety. For I am thy God, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were insist against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them. Even them that contended thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, as a thing of none. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. You may be sitting. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And we are happy to be in the house of God this evening. And uh, we thank our pastor for the trust once more again. So before we uh, move on, I will go again to, uh, let's go to Jeremiah. We'll go back to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. The Bible says this. As we are reading the Bible, you replace your name. 
I replace my name. I can now replace everybody's name. So you do the job, I do my job. <laughs> because this is a love letter to you. And it's for you to put your name in there. Because some people will exclude themselves. They will say maybe it was for. It's not for, it's for you. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, 11. Save the Lord, thought of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. My title this evening is, He is Holding My Hand. You know, recently God is teaching me in a different way. So he lets something happen. And then it makes you understand why did this happen. Because you can do something very often and you don't see anything. But when God is about to teach you something, it will start the same thing that you do usually. And in that thing, it starts to teach you. So on Sunday after church, I went home and I was holding Aliyah. So I was not holding her exactly. So she was coming for the people that came to my house. They know that from the kitchen to go to the other living room, there is a step down. So Aliyah gets to that step, and then she doesn't know how to walk, go past that step. So what I did, I gave her my hand. And as I gave her my hand, Aliyah now trusts that she can do it. So as now she's trying, she's no more afraid that she's going to fall. She knows that I trust daddy. Daddy will not do something to hurt me. She knows that daddy has my best interest in mind. Now Aliyah is trying to go up. And eventually she went up. And then I start to think. I pull my phone out. And I wrote a title. He is holding my hand. If Aliyah can trust me. If Aliyah can know that daddy has my best interest, the Bible says, do not call anybody else father. Because you have only one father. And that is your heavenly father. And then he said, if evil, wicked you are, you can give good things to your children. How will it be for your heavenly father? And then I start to think about it. And as I am thinking about it, I start to understand what is the hand means. God takes his only power. And then he holds it like with you. So you don't have to do any effort. He is the one when you are holding somebody's hand because you want to protect them. You want to shield them. You want to guide them to an expected end. Because when I'm leading somebody by guiding them with my hand, because I know where they are going. And I want to take them there. Amen. <laughs> there was time in my life where I thought that I was lost. I know a lot of us here feel the same way. That I, I was feeling that no matter what I do, I have backslidden enough that I am lost. But in that very time, he was holding my hand. Hallelujah. And he was telling me, I am with you. Don't be afraid. 
<laughs> because the, the, the Bible says this. Be not dismayed. Don't have anxiety. And Jesus put it this way. He says, do not worry. He brings it to the lowest level to tell you that you don't have to worry. And God tells you the reason why he doesn't want you to worry is because he is your God. Amen. And if he is your God this evening, why do you worry? <laughs> oh, you see, uh, my situation is going worse to worse, better to worse. Why do you have to worry? Because he told you, I will hold you by your right hand. Amen. And I will help you. And Brother Branham says, God wants to help you more than you want to be helped. Right. <laughs> then why do you have to worry? <laughs> there is nothing you need to be who you are. <laughs> Brother Branham says, in leadership, he says, the first step you took, somebody had to lead you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel so good. <laughs> the first step you ever take, somebody had to hold you. And then he says this, even your last step yes. to leave this earth and go six feet under, somebody has to take you there. <laughs> then why do you have to worry? Even the physical, somebody has to lead you. Even the job you are doing. Somebody advised you. And then he told you, you see the way you think, if you take this way, maybe it will work for you. And then when you go try it, you see that they were right. <laughs> Somebody did lead you by holding your hand and telling you go to school. <laughs> Some of us were troublemakers. <laughs> we will skip class. My dad will always make sure. That I'm in class. <laughs> but if he was not there, I don't know if I would have went to school. Right. It's the same way in Christian's life. Right. Everything that you are, somebody ordained it before you were even born. He told Jeremiah, before you were conceived or formed in your mother's womb, I know you. I ordained you to be a prophet. He ordained you to be who you are. Because we overthink, we think that this situation, because the Bible says, everybody don't fight against you. You don't have to fight anymore. Because for your sake, they will perish. <laughs> the Bible says, curse be. The one that will curse you. Yes. And bless me the one that will bless you. Then why do you have to worry? Amen. Why? <laughs> I've seen people coming. Cursing, doing whatever they do. I laugh. Because I know that the curse you place on me will go back on you. <laughs> because I am a child of God. Nobody cannot curse me. Not even the devil himself cannot curse me. Paul understood it very well. He said there is nothing. There is nothing. He said even to die for me is again. Because yes. yes, he knew that everywhere he's going there is somebody who is leading Nobody. him. <laughs> that person becomes his shield. Yes. 
<laughs> when you, you know in the Old Testament they used to have shields. Even uh, in our days, when they go to war, they make shields. They will take some uh, sack, put uh, sand in it, and build walls. And then they will hide behind it. And then they will shoot, go down. But it's not the same with God. No. <laughs> he is the one, he, he wears you. you. You become the cloth of God, so that when the enemy attacks you, he does only attack you, but he attacks God himself. And who can fight against the Lord? When the devil looks at you, because we have to get to a level where the devil has to worship the God in you. And he look at you, he says, I thought, but what am I seeing? He sees very well. I thought, what am I seeing? And then he recognized the God in you. But do you know why many people are in trouble? Because they go for the second will. <laughs> God has only one will. Most of the, I thought for a very long time that God had two will. The perfect will and the permissive will. Until one day God corrected me. God has only one will. The permissive will is your will. <laughs> God has only one. Because he is God, he will not repent. And whatever he says first is the best. But because you want something so bad and God doesn't want to give it to you, you insist. The more you force it to him, he say, okay, go ahead, do what you want. That's permissive will right there. And then when you go in trouble, you say, God allowed me to do it. No, you allowed yourself to go do it. But if you allow God to give you the perfect will, you always hold your hand. He always go with you. When you are sleeping, he is always there. You don't have to be worried. Let the disease come. He's always there. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing that scares me. Mm -mm. I know. Brother, let me read the quote. Somebody came with a threat to Brother Branham. And then he, he, he told him this. Who is God? Preach uh, in 50.08.15. Uh, Brother Branham says this. And the guy told him, uh, someone said not long ago, uh, give me a threat in a certain city saying, if you don't quit preaching divine healing, we will throw a bomb on the platform. <laughs> Do you know what the devil does when he sees that a revival is about to break? Something is about to break. The devil comes in, and then he starts to create small problems here. Start to create some some, some uh, division there. He start to create uh, gossip over here because that's a threat. And then uh, he says, "If you only stop the way you're going, we will leave you alone." Brother Daniel was saying one time. He said, "Even the devil came to him. If you stop the way you preach, I will back off." <laughs> Poor devil. 
<laughs> Imagine when the guy has tried everything and the only thing now he comes is you stop. And nobody cannot stop the move of God. Nobody. Not even Lucifer himself. He cannot stop the move of God. <laughs> they killed Stephen. They thought that they would stop the move of God. Uh, as they killed him, he became even more stronger than ever. And when the devil comes, and then he, he gives the threat. You know what the Lord does? <laughs> he gives you a special anointing. As an ego, you go up now. You so higher, higher, and the devil can never follow you again. Praise the Lord. He said, Well, we will try bomb on the platform. Brother Ron says, I said, The smoke won't dry. I'll be in glory. <laughs> you come with the bomb. Before even the smoke goes up, the next, I don't know, even a second, less than a second, I will be in glory. Either way, the devil lose. Because you cannot kill God. If a Christian can be killed, then it means God can die. God has no beginning, has no end. How can you kill him? <laughs> you kill him here, you see him the other side. <laughs> you go the other side, you kill him, you see him the other side again. And then you will never understand it. And that's how you are. There is nothing that can kill you. They can kill the flesh. They, they, they can kill the flesh, the house. They can destroy my house. But that's not me. <laughs> the bank can come and take my house, but that's not me. <laughs> because I live in the house, it does not make me identify with my house. It's not because I have a small house that I am small. No. <laughs> the person living in the house, it can be a small house. <laughs> but the person himself, is bigger than the house. <laughs> because the devil has lied to us. You know you overthink. I am nothing. I am nothing. Quit thinking that way. You are something. Somebody deemed you worthy. And they died for you. And they gave a life for you. Because he loved you. When you thought that you were nothing. Somebody saw how worthy you were. And he gave his life for you. He died. <laughs> he took your place. Right now maybe you are struggling with sin. Don't see yourself as a sinner. The fact that you are struggling. is something. Because a sinner doesn't struggle. <laughs> That's his life. But the fact that you are struggling. With that spirit on you. There is hope. He died for you. There is something in you struggling. Like a seed. Before, before a seed can grow, can come out. He's struggling. He's struggling. Because there is life in that seed. Quit, quit feeling like the devil. 
You are not a sinner. You are not sick. Yeah, you are not sick. Quit feeling like the devil. Oh, you see, I am sick. I'm struggling with this. Quit feeling that way. Because the Bible says, I know my thoughts. <laughs> the thought of God is perfect. <laughs> In the thought of God, you are perfect. Amen. Not you, eh? not you, but you are perfect. <laughs> when God sees you with that struggle you have, He sees you perfect. Brother Ron says this. He said, I said, that's all right. Why do we fear? My, if God be for you, who can be against you? <laughs> I don't know if Christians understand this. You know, if you have somebody protecting you, you have a stronger person. You can go attack anybody. Say you come because you have trust in the person your body guards. But those people can be beaten. They can be killed. But the one that watches over you, he doesn't sleep no slumber. He's the holy one of Israel. And he's the one that protects you. And he said, so let's go to Psalm 91. You have to quit overthinking. Oh, you see, you see the devil, this condition. You just lay it down. All right. Amen. Lay it down. It's not yours to begin with. Psalm, Psalm 91. Just excuse me. I'm almost there. Yeah. The Bible says this. He that dwelleth in the sacred place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. The Almighty. All powers. Everything belongs to him. And you are dwelling under his shadow. Amen. Which evil will come to you? Can you imagine the audacity of a demon to pass the legions of angels. And then pass the 24 elders. The, the, the four beings. And then go straight to the, the, the throne. To get you. Because the Bible says. We are now sitting. In heavenly places. With Christ Jesus. If Jesus is on the throne. I am with him. How can the devil get you? How? Oh, you see this sickness, this disease, this problem, this. If God could just open your eyes, <laughs> you will see that all those things are nothing. You worry for nothing because the one holding your hand is bringing you to an expected end. Amen. That he knows that you have to go through this. You have to go this. Imagine if Aliyah didn't know what I was doing. She would not step forward. 
She will just say, oh, I don't know. Maybe if I go, my dad will let me down. And then he will fail me. I will fall down. I will not make it. And then she will start to worry. And then she will, she, 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 she will have be under depression. And then she will lock herself. And then, you see what will happen? That's how most Christians do. Because you think that God will let you down. He will not take his promise. And he will not fulfill it. You think that God had said it? It was just good for Abraham. It was good for Moses. It was good for Brother Branham. It was good for so and so. I don't, I don't think he will hold it. Brother Branham says, if God saved somebody under a certain condition, if you meet the same requirement, God is obligated. Obligated. And the Bible says, come unto me. Everybody who is having heavy burden on them. Hallelujah. You have a problem. Come to him. You have a situation. Go to Jesus. Come unto me. You all who have heavy burden. And I will give you rest. But you find people, they like to work so much. You see, this is my situation. You see, this is my problem. You see, you just like. Some people love attention. <laughs> we have Christians that love attention. When they send prayer requests, it's not bad to send prayer requests. But some people send it for attention. <laughs> when the church finish. Oh, Brother Isaac, how are you doing? Oh, you see. Someone called me one time. I am very sick. For me in my head, I'm thinking the person is very sick. I go home. I find the person going up the stairs. I go to see, to see the person. They were walking upstairs. But in my head, the way it sounded is like it's an emergency. <laughs> That's how Christians are too. You see, this is my situation. You see, this is my problem. And then the person is so down. And then, you know what they do? They don't go to church anymore. Because I have this situation. I have this. But it's not Pastor Daniel who made the promise. <laughs> it's not the deacons that made the promise. Because the one that spoke to you, remember at the beginning I told you, when you read it, replace your name. It was for a reason. The one that called you from the end of the earth, from your people, from the drug addicts, from all those conditions, is the one that told you, do not fear, I am with you. Is the same that told you, come with your problem to me. It was never Pastor Daniel that said that. I have my problems. Pastor Daniel has his problems. Yes. We all, when we have it, we go to who? To him. That's right. 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 The Bible says this. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. No explanation. David under the blood of goats. Animals. 
he understood that God will be his refuge. A place where when you run to and everybody is following you, once you go in that place, there is no harm that will befall you. There is nothing. And that's why he said, I will trust him. <laughs> David continues. He says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shalt distrust. I guess people are not reading the Bible. <laughs> the Bible says, I'll read again. Under his wings, thou shalt distrust. Ah. But imagine, you know, you are an insect. You are in a bottle. And then there is a bird that is trying to eat the insect. As long as the insect stays in the bottle, the bird will never Eat the insect. But do you know how it will do? You think that is not safe. When the bird is hitting with his beak on the, the bottle, you will see the insect inside starting to become agitated and then trying to protect itself, trying to run, and by doing so, it will come out. That's how we do. That's how we do. Because the Bible says, I have sent them my word. And Brother Abraham says, the best thing that God could give for your protection was his word. And the word will protect you anytime, any moment, anywhere. No matter how the devil comes, he'll protect you. But do you know when you see the devil coming with his beak, he's trying, he's trying, he's trying. And then you start to say, ah, maybe God lied on this one. Maybe he will not protect me. Let me try to go seek solution. And that's how he will get you. <laughs> but if you trust him and knowing that he's holding my hand, he's my shelter. Is my shield, is my refuge. There is nothing because the Bible says this Isaiah 54. I just I think this will help somebody who is going through something because this is for you. And most of the time we come here, oh, sin, 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 sin. But the same God is a loving father, he will not just condemn all the time. To also pull you, protect you, because he knows that he's still working on you. He's not by your effort. He's not. He's the one that creates the will and the action in you. The Bible says this. Uh, Fifty-four, verse fifteen. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. <laughs> they will gather. The devil and his people, they will gather. They will come to trouble you, 
to trouble your home. They will create lies against you. They will do anything to bring you down. But the Lord says, it's not by him. Amen. I have seen people that were supposed to protect me. Turn against me. Say any sort of evil thing. <laughs> Thinking that by destroying the influence, they will destroy the guy in me. Ah, you came too late. <laughs> because the Bible says, they will surely come. He said that the devil will come after you. They never said maybe. <laughs> surely they will come. The devil will have meetings. He will say, I see that family over there. They are at peace right now. How can we do to destroy them? You think it's only God who, who is working? The devil is working 24-7. He has even assigned a demon to watch over your family. I'm telling you. When some money starts to come in, the devil is there. He said, I can see that he's having too much peace in his finances. The devil of the demon of spending comes. Hey. He comes. And then everywhere you go, everything is beautiful. <laughs> Say, I want to buy that. I want to buy that. I want to buy that. <laughs> he has assigned demons to watch over you. It's good sometimes to laugh. <laughs> he has assigned a demon to watch over you. And when you are like peace is starting to come in. And you start to pray a little bit. The demon of destruction says, hey, he is praying. Netflix, you director, create a movie, create a TV show. And then suddenly you will see something coming up. Whenever you want to go pray, something keep playing in your mind. He's the devil. And you can't even pray. <laughs> He creates, he has a demon. He has somebody working on you 24-7 to try to bring you down. But the Bible says this. Surely, they will gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather against thee, put your name. Whosoever shall gather against thee, <laughs> shall fall for thy sake. So they come, they gather together against thee, but for thy sake. This is what the Lord is telling you. <laughs> Whosoever shall gather against Isaac, for Isaac's sake, they shall fall. And whatever you wish on me, Good or bad, he will fall on you. Right. All right. yes. <laughs> Goliath wished evil on David. All right. He said, I will feed you to the burn. Yes. The same curse he put on David befall on him. Yes. All right. All right. Because the Bible, the, the word of God stands true in every ages. They will gather. They will come against you. They will plot. Do you know how many people wish 
that like Pastor Daniel can commit a mistake or something that can become in front of him? Do you know how many people wish for this church to struggle and then divide and have problems so that they can laugh? Do you know? Do you know how many people wish that your family is divided so that they can laugh and say, they, they, you see, they trusted in God. They say they had God. <laughs> but the Bible says, for thy sake, <laughs> they will fall. For thy sake, they will fall. Word of life, for thy sake, they will fall. And the Bible continues. Behold, I have created the, the smith. Thou blows the coals in the fire. And thou bringeth forth an instrument for his work. I have created a vessel to destroy. He comes against you. <laughs> he knows also that there is a destroyer for him. And the Bible says, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. So whatever they use against me, it shall never prosper. Do you know why? Because he's holding your right hand. He's going around with you. He's going. You know, when I'm on the plane, I don't worry. Let it crash. Let it do anything. I don't worry. Because he has everything in control. <laughs> I was reading a story of a small kid. And the small girl was in the plane. And then the plane started to go through, uh, how do you call it? Uh, tri 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 tribulation, whatever you... <laughs> it's still the same, right? <laughs> 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 so as the plan is going through and then everybody is shaken, everybody is tired, they are screaming the little girl is quiet everybody is praying oh Buddha oh Jehovah oh Rabababababa hey people are speaking tongue she's quiet and then somebody noticed the little girl and then he goes and asks, little girl, don't you fear that we're going to die? He said, I know, but I trust one thing, because my dad is the pilot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my dad knows that I am on the plane. He will do anything to protect me. And in this life, the plan of life, we can have checking time. I trust one thing. I know I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I know who holds tomorrow. No matter what comes, he holds my hand. He's the one leading me. He's guiding me. He's showing me the path of life. <laughs> The Bible says this. It says, And every time that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn them. 
<laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> Somebody goes, they make their own stories. They come with everything. They do everything. They plan everything. But the Bible gives you the authority to condemn. You don't have to go to court. No. You stand and condemn. There is a sickness in your body. You stand and condemn. I remember one time I gave that testimony before. I had something right here. <laughs> as long as it was not disturbing me, it was okay. It was growing, growing, growing. Until it started to disturb me, I stand and condemned it. I say, no, I don't want to see you anymore. And that was the end. Amen. That was the end. Because the Bible gives you the authority. It says, every tongue, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And any tongue that will rise against me, you condemn it. And then if you continue, the Bible says, uh, where is it? Yeah. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. <laughs> it's you. Your inheritance. It's not for somebody else. Amen. It's for you. Amen. Amen. Huh, huh. It's not, oh, it was for maybe. It was for this person. It was for that. No! I see something starting to trouble my house. I condemn it. Amen. I don't give you a chance for it to grow. No. <laughs> I condemn it. I say this is not mine. Go back to where you came from. Right. No matter who is the person. It's either they will be saved or they will go away. Because we have allowed the devil to play with us so much. To the point where like we become the crying babies. When something happens. You cry, you cry. Until when will you cry? Brother Branham says this is the age of the adopted kids. People don't understand who they are. Right. <laughs> they don't cry anymore. <laughs> when I was a baby, when I wanted to eat, I would cry. I would cry. And my, my mom would feed me. And she would give me food. But as I am grown, Paul said, <laughs> when I was a child, <laughs> I acted, I thought like a child. But as I grew up, the childish thing disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> now when I need something and something is disturbing me I stand, I say God you said it, I see this thing disturbing me, I stand in contempt in Jesus name I don't have to cry I don't have to go and then I say God if you don't give me this I will stay here, I will not eat my food <laughs> in this world People have, uh, I think, uh, I think it's hunger protest or whatever you call it. They will not eat because they are protesting something. For us too, it's the same. I will tell God, if you don't give me the Holy Ghost, I will not eat. And God says, this guy is serious. Let me give him what he wants. Because he wants to help you more than you want to help yourself. He's the one that said, I am your God. Don't be dismayed. 
Don't be like anxious. Don't worry about anything. But in prayers, let your request be known. And you see something bothering you. All you do is crying, 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 crying. The Bible says there is a time for everything. There is a time to cry and there is a time to speak. <laughs> you stand there, you say, God, you said it. You said it. God, you said it. It's for a reason that is holding your hand. <laughs> because he become your all in all. He has everything in control. He's the one guiding you. And, and when you are going through problems, you are holding at his hand. And, and when you think that you are lost, he's still holding you. He says, you've never been on this road before. <laughs> I will hold you. <laughs> I will guide you. I will take you. don't have to worry. I will be lost. No. You will never be lost. <laughs> because he's holding your hand. He's taking you around. He's showing you. He's making you to go from glory to glory. <laughs> but we forget everything you cry. You cry, you cry. You cry, you cry. You cry. And let me, let me finish my quote. Brother continues, he says, The Bible says, If God be for you, who can be against you? Imagine the God of heaven for you. If the president is for you, you can break some laws, and the president has a veto. He can protect you. But even the president has no power like God. Imagine if God be for you. What will be against you? Is it a headache? Is it a, a TB? Is it cancer? Is it any disease? Is it family trouble? What can be against you? You name it. Because before God becomes for you, he loved you first. And then he said, there is no greater love than to lay his life for his friends. <laughs> and he called you friend. And he laid his life for you. And now he tells you, if I be for you, who shall be against you? And you are still worried. <laughs> there is a quote Abraham says, if a Christian one time he thinks that God cannot keep his promise. That's an insult to God. You think that God cannot heal you. God cannot give you the Holy Ghost. God cannot restore your life. That's an insult to God. Because God is able to get a prostitute and make a holy woman out of her. A good mother. God is able to take a drug addict and make a responsible man out of him. He can restore anything. <laughs> Where people think that you are done, it's done for you. God can do it if God be for you. Amen. Who shall be against you? Amen. Brother Mom says, You know, it's written in the Bible, it's better that a milestone was hanged at your neck and drawn in the deeper depths of the sea 
than to offend those that believe in me. This is a heavy quote right here. <laughs> you know, when I pray a sickness is not going, I make sure, God, is it your will that I'm going to die? As long as I know that it's not his will for me to die, I use this quote. Because this sickness is offending me. The Bible says that you have to take a milestone. Sometimes I use it on God too. Uh-huh. I pray, I pray God has an answer. I know that it's your will for me to have the Holy Ghost. It's your will for me to be healed. It's your will for me to have this, to have a better life, to have a good life. I say, God, you are offending me. You said that if somebody offends the people that believe in me, let's take the milestone and hang on the neck. I cannot do that to you. But you take the milestone, that fits your neck. Hang yourself and go find a big river that will fit you and throw yourself in. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. Because God is not like a man to just speak for the sake of speaking. When he says something, it's for a reason. And he is God, he can never lie. Because we take it so easy on him that we let him rest. No, he didn't call you. He's not holding your hand for him to rest. No. God in you didn't come to rest. He came for a purpose. And then he says, he says, uh, these signs shall follow them that believe in me. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. You are anointed. Most of the time we use as preachers, touch not my anointed. You are anointed. Anointed is Christ in you anointing you. The same Christ in me anointing me is also in you anointing you. We are equal. That's the scripture that a lot of preachers use to take advantage on the, the, the believers. Even when they are wrong, touch not my anointed. <laughs> I am anointed to slap you. <laughs> he says, touch not my anointing. Do my prophets no harm. If you fight, God can't fight. When you are there, oh God, you try everything. You do everything. God is looking at you. It's like somebody's drowning or sinking. <laughs> if you go save them, you end up dying and they will stay alive. Because they don't know what they're doing. They try this, trying to save themselves. Help! Oh, help! God is watching at you until your strength is gone. <laughs> until your strength. Hey, you, you, you see, my dad was sick. He tried everything. My dad goes to the hospital to the point where I'm tired. He will go to India. He will come here to the hospital. Go to Congo Hospital. I told him, you will kill yourself. He didn't listen. They give you product. You keep taking. You don't know even what's wrong with you. You just keep going. My dad will stay for days and days without sleeping. 
I said, if I tell him that, let me pray for you, he will argue with me. I left him. <laughs> My dad went. He went. He went. He went. He tried everything. One day, my dad calls me. He said, Isaac, I am tired. <laughs> I say, voila. <laughs> he said, Isaac, I am tired. I did everything. Now I can understand that there is more to my sickness than the physical. Say, now you understand. He says, pray for me. We prayed. He's sleeping like a baby. <laughs> to the point he even told me I'm tired of sleeping. <laughs> because when you try for yourself, you do everything for yourself. You fight on your own. God is watching. If I fight my marrow, God will do nothing for me. If I defend myself, God will do nothing for me. Because if he does it, you will say that because you spoke. Because you did something. Because you did this. God is a jealous God. He will never share his glory with nobody. <laughs> he will look at you. So I can try. Try. <laughs> Until you get to the point where you are now tired. Like my dad. The sickness, you couldn't eat a lot of things. Now he's eating. He's eating, he's sleeping, and then I ask him, how are you doing? He even talks more about faith than me. <laughs> I say, ah, he became a preacher. <laughs> he saying, if you fight, God can't fight. Stand still. Stand still means you stay quiet. Don't do anything. You know what makes the devil more mad? Is when he doesn't know what you're thinking. Be in a problem with somebody. But they see you laughing. You don't say anything. You are just as happy. When they want you to be mad or sad, you are happy. They will be more mad. You are making them run crazy. They ask, but what's wrong with this person? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Whatever we do, the devil becomes more mad. When he sees you, you are quiet. A sickness comes, you are quiet. You are just talking to God, telling him your situation, telling him your day. Instead of going to cry everywhere, telling everybody your situation. No, but you only go to your heavenly father. You talk to him. You tell him, father, you see. Father, you see. Father, you see. And you stand your ground. You are still. Brethren says, he says, let God fight. He will bring it to pass. There is a place where Brother Holmes explained, if you have a stubborn kid, their question was asked to him. He said, how can I deal with this situation? Brother Holmes told the person, pray, leave it there. Move on. Easy. Pray, leave it there, move on. Amen. 
He said he's like uh, a snake. He called the name of the snake by his rattle, I think. I don't know if I said it the right way. Rattle, rattlesnake. So he said he's like a rattlesnake. If he's attacking you and you keep fighting with it, it will bite you. But if you ignore it, <laughs> it will run. He said, that's how you have to deal with it. <laughs> Very easy. Stand still in that problem. Don't keep going, yelling. Because sometimes we think that by talking by, to our loved one all the time, God, 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 God. That's when they will come. No. Talk to them. You see there is a resistance. Pray. God, I've done my part. They know my position. Now is your time. The brother says, it will let it come to pass. You don't argue. You don't say that, I think you are wrong. You will go to hell. You will do this. Because the more you do it, you are making them mad. And they know now how to make you mad too. It's by going against what you claim to believe. And they do it on purpose. To make you mad. But you just pray. Leave it there. And say, God, I have done my part. God, I have prayed. I have spoken to you. This is my stand. I leave it to you. Because the battle is the Lord's, not yours. <laughs> Let me just finish the quote and then I have a lot of things, but you know how it goes. <laughs> it says, Amen. He will put every critic, everything to shame. Do you believe him? Brethren, Let's, let, let's settle down to faith. When you leave it, just believe that God will do as you said. Jesus, when he cursed the, the fig tree, he never went back to check and see if it dried or not. He spoke, believed, and moved on. And that was it. You were not even the one that noticed that. The fig tree dried up. No. That was Peter and the other people. When I pray, I leave it there. I don't think about it. I know that I will bring it to your mind. But when it comes, tell him your position. Don't doubt. Stand still. And know that he is the Lord. He will never lie. He said it is for you. He said, I am your God. I will hold you with my right hand. I will lead you. I will help you. I will protect you. I will provide for you. He said it. Nobody forced him. He said it on his own. He was not under duress. He said it. And when he said that, you just take him at his word. Start to believe. And then you have prayed. Let him, no matter what it is. It's as simple as this. When somebody comes with a sickness, no matter how bad it is. I just pray, believe, move on. That's it. 
And after, the testimony started to follow. You remember when you prayed? You remember, you remember. I don't go, oh, God, but did you heal them? God, it's taking long. No. Because he said, I know my thoughts. I know my plans. <laughs> it's not a plan of evil. But of peace. And I'm planning to bring you to an expected end. May God bless you. Let's stand up. Because he called you by your name. You didn't call yourself. As the musicians are coming, we can sing. He's got it all in his control. He called you by your name. You didn't force to become a Christian. You didn't force God to be born in your family. You didn't force God to be born in a certain country. On his will, he put you there. For a reason. For a purpose. Now, it's for you to believe in him. That he knows his plans for you. He knows his... Things may look bad right now, but you look at his plan. Yes. That he told you that I know my plan for you, my daughter. I know my plan for you, my son. It's not an evil plan, but a plan of peace. And I, God, no matter what you go through, I'll bring you to an expected end. It may look bad now. It may look worse that I have committed something that cannot be forgiven. <coughs> the devil is late. <laughs> no matter what it throws to you, God knows his plan. You were sad yesterday for the past few days. God knows his plan for you. And he cares for you more than you know. Take all your worries. Put it on the side. And say, God, you know my plan. You know your plan for me. And I know that you don't wish me on. You have my best interest in mind. Because when you cry at night, God sees you. He sees in your room how you cry. When you come out, you put a happy face. But he knows. And this evening is telling you that I know my plan for you. I know my thoughts for you. And in everything, he wants you to know that he has it under control. Trouble may come for a season. Sadness may come at night. But there will be joy in the morning. He knows the plan. In control. He's got it all in control. Got it all in control. 
only trust him. I want us to do, just go back in our mind. Think of what God has put us through. And then where he has taken us. And how we thought that we would die. And he brought us this far. It's still the same God. That can take you through. In the next step. The next journey. The next thing that is coming. The next storm. Because he has everything in his control. You don't have to fear anything. When I moved here, everything was low down. But deep down, I knew that I had it in control. My wife used to be under like a go through a depression. She left her family for the first time. Everything was going south. People thought that, oh, we have to go back. We have to do this. I said, no. He has it in control. I made sure that it was his will. And I knew that he has it under control. There was nobody, no friends, nobody, no church, nobody. <laughs> but he was there. He was there because the step of a righteous man is ordained by the Lord. Whatever you go through now is ordained by the Lord. It's for a reason. He has it under control. But when I look back in 2019, 2020, 2020, 2021, 22, 23, I can say that he has it under control. The same thing, God has it under control for you. You don't have to fear. This is not a motivational speech. No. But he has it under control. Every step that you take, every morning when you wake up, every sorrow you have, he has it, he has it under control. When you think that he has taken so long, he is telling you he will take you to an expected end. You don't have to be afraid that it will never happen. No. As we will sing again one more time, he has, he's got it under control, in his control. I want you to be under meditation and think on what the Lord has done for you so far. Because if he did it once, he can do it again. Again and again. That accident would have killed you. But he had it under control. The sickness could have killed you. He had it under control. My mom told me when I was a kid, the doctor said I couldn't walk. But he had it under control. 
because I think they injected me and then it swelled up and then it created problems to my leg and stuff. But he had it under control. He knew that I would need my legs. That surgery you had, do you know how many people died from that? But he had it under control. And God wants you to trust him. Don't be afraid. As we will sing again. He's got it all in control. understand the reason why but we want to feel your hand that you are holding us that we are not alone Father may you help each and every one of us here this evening so that when we will be living here we have a new assurance that he has it in his control so that we will have this peace that is beyond understanding. May your angel visit each and every one of us, O oh God. As your servant, I've done what you told me to do, to preach the word. But it's only you who can vindicate the word, O oh God. 
That's why I call upon your name. May you come and vindicate the word in Jesus' name. Father, without you we are nothing. That's why we come to you. Give us strength. Heal the sick. Provide and continue to hold our hands. Guide us and make us better Christians than we were, oh God. We trust in you that you have done it. For we have prayed with faith. In Jesus' name, amen. May God bless you. so thankful that God always had it in control when I was running as hard as I could he was still holding my hand I don't even know if humbling is the right word for that because I did everything I could to get away but I'm thankful he kept me from a lot of things that I was trying to get to you know there's times I lay in bed and I can't sleep and I think back on all the stupid things I did, and I just lay there and I'm, I kind of beat myself up. But I'm so thankful it wasn't worse because he kept me from so much. Amen. He's so wonderful to us, isn't he? Amen. Let's sing that um, Kia G. I can't even walk. <clears throat> I thought that number one would surely be me. I thought I could be what I wanted to be. I thought I could build on life's sinking sand, but I can't.
nothing without him, can we? It's been good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Certainly appreciate the word. Pray the Lord will bless Brother Isaac for his labor and strengthen him. I know he's, uh, him and Pastor both are always so tired after they minister, so I pray the Lord will strengthen him. Amen. Be in prayer for the service Sunday, 11 and 4.30, uh, and the meeting's coming up. And then uh, as our pastor and family, they come back. They'll come back Friday. Lord, give them traveling mercies. Amen. Kiev, F, I just want to thank you, Lord. Sing that as we're dismissed. I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. What have I done to deserve such glory revealed in me? Thanks for that special night when I saw your glorious light. Came face to face with each other life. Lord, I thank Thee that voice again. Oh, I just want to thank You, Lord, for letting me hear Your word. What have I done to deserve Glory revealed in me? Thanks for that special night when I saw the glorious light. Oh, yeah.